0: It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Is Spiritual Warfare Real? Our scripture reference today is Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke in pieces and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there on the hillside a great herd of swine was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged him, Send us into the swine, let us enter them so he gave them permission. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about two thousand, rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and were drowned in the sea. The swine herds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion and they were afraid those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine reported it then they began to beg jesus to leave their neighborhood as he was getting into the boat the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him but jesus refused and said to him go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and what mercy has shown you." And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Spiritual warfare is real. You believe it is too, at least if you made your baptismal vows in the United Methodist Church. When we baptize someone we ask several questions of them. Their baptism also reminds us of ours, so we all reaffirm what they say we believe. And One of the questions we ask is, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness Reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin." Why would we renounce spiritual forces if we didn't believe they were real? And if they're real, how do we reject them? Scripture often uses militaristic imagery. Think of Ephesians 6, the armor of God, In 2 Corinthians 10. Paul also talks about our weapons of warfare. So, why are many of us in mainline denominations so timid about spiritual warfare? We don't talk a lot about it. And whenever I do, it feels necessary to make sure we know what we're not talking about so as not to lose anyone in the conversation. To be sure, I don't have in mind much of the sensationalism one might come across on a Christian TV program. No, there is something much more pervasive to acknowledge. The story that helps me best qualify this conversation for us modern disciples of Jesus is the healing of the Gerasene. Three of the Gospel narratives tell his story, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We often note Mark's hurried storytelling nature. He moves his stories along at a rapid pace. and That teaches me to pay attention to any details Mark does include. When it comes to the man who had the Legion, Mark gives us more information about him than the other Gospel writers. So pay attention. We know his condition drove him among the tombs. No one could restrain him, even though they tried with chains and shackles. He was strong and proud day and night, howling and bruising himself with stones. I imagine people tired of trying to help him, who could blame them. If Jesus had not shown up on the shore that day, do we suspect the man would have remained as he was? If chains and shackles didn't work, what would be the next level of force to subdue him? Spiritual forces already subdue people, and those people don't need others trying to subdue them any further, even if their goal is to help. Spiritual warfare, then, is the fight against such suppression. What I gather from Mark is that suppression comes in many forms. Was there anything else the other people could have done for the man? I suppose so, but they didn't know what. Is that why we don't talk about this much? We don't know what it requires of us. It's easier to bring a food dish or write a get well card, isn't it? Consider what Mark tells us about the man's healing. When the people came to investigate what happened, they found the man sitting with Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. He was restored. We renounce spiritual forces of wickedness because they take something away from the personhood of another child of God. Sometimes. That child of God is us. But even if it's not like Jesus, we engage in real spiritual warfare. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep listening.